We're on episode 12, and as you already know, we had some surprising wins, some surprising losses, and we're going to talk about it all here on another episode of Not Your Average Cheerleader. Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs, and here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts, man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I just watched all the games. Okay, I was at one game, and then I watched Monday night's game, and I'm just as shocked as everyone else about the result of what took place here. I mean, let's just get started. 49ers beat the Rams 31-10. to 10. I can't, I don't really curse on this podcast, but that's that's a beat down. That's a whooping right there. I mean, okay, let's go ahead and dive in, because as you already know, I made some predictions last week, right? Um, And before we dive in about the 49ers and the Rams game, let me go ahead and talk about the predictions I made. Starting with, I always predict that the 49ers are going to win. I never bet against my own team here on Not Your Average Cheerleader, and you already know that. So Ravens versus the Dolphins, I predicted the Ravens. I was wrong, and we'll get to that game in a second. I predicted the Bucks versus Washington. I was wrong. We'll get to that game in a second. Browns versus the Patriots. Wow, that game was atrocious. I was wrong. Patriots definitely won that game. Bills versus the Jets. I got that right. Falcons versus the Cowboys. I predicted the Cowboys, and I was really set on. Saints versus the Titans. Titans put a beat down. Jaguars versus the Colts. I wanted to root for the Jaguars, but the Colts came out on top. Lions versus the Steelers. We'll get to that game in a second, but hey, both of them are winners. Vikings versus the Chargers. I think I said the Chargers. Panthers versus the Cardinals. Panthers put a beat down on the Cardinals. I was wrong about that game. Seahawks versus the Packers. I wanted the Seahawks to win, but the Packers came out on top considering that Aaron Rodgers did start that game. And then Eagles versus the Broncos and Chiefs versus the Raiders. There are some games I just, I'm, I'm just as shocked as you are about those predictions. And now we're kind of transitioning into playoff like, you know, moments, playoff, like number one seed, second seed, fifth seed. Um, it's hard to say that, by the way, like fifth seed. I have to enunciate on this podcast a little bit. But let's get into our number one topic with the 49ers beat the Rams 31 to 10. Biggest beat down. I was home. I was watching the game, yelling at my iPad as the game was going on. And I was like, there was a moment during the game that I said, wow, we could actually win this. And I was a little bit shocked. And so I have Jimmy G, who has had a 5-0 and career match against the Rams. It's like a weird record thing that the 49ers have um, with beating the Rams. But he threw for 182 yards, scored, uh, actually threw two touchdowns, one to George Kittle and another to Debo Samuel. And just so you know, so I was projected to lose in fantasy football, as I was for the last three weeks. And... It was really a close game. It was like, you know, only like a few, a three to five point deficit between me and my opponent. And it came down to Debo Samuel versus his Cooper Cup. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to lose this match just because I've seen the chemistry between Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. And we'll get to their stats in a minute. 
And I was just like, wow. So I really was like, I prayed to the football gods and I said, listen, Debo Samuel, if you can hear me, I'm all the way in Virginia. I know that right now you're on the West Coast. If you can hear me, I need you to ball out. I need you to go hard. I need you to go hard or go home. Like, I need this. Debo Samuel did just that. He had 97 yards, one touchdown, scored 30 fantasy football points. This guy is becoming a force to reckon with. I remember last episode we were talking about whether Kyle Shanahan was a little bit to blame with the way the team was playing. This looked like a totally different team. If you watch that game, watch the highlights. They fixed their secondary. I mean, they were lined up. They played physical football. I have not been that vocal on Twitter for a long time, but I was like, 49ers, keep up playing physical football. I mean, they were on top of everybody. You were not getting past us. And then Jalen Ramsey walks by the 49ers sideline and like talking trash. You could tell by the way his head was moving. He was talking trash and like his face. And I literally said in my Will Smith bad boys voice, like, you can get some of this too. Like, you can get some of this too. You can get this beat down too. And he did. So, I'm really, really proud of my team, 49ers faithful. As you know, we don't bet against the 49ers on this podcast. I was glad that I never do because I know at one point I'm going to come out on top. And I'm just really proud. Kyle Shanahan, you know, it was really coach against coach. Kyle Shanahan against Sean McVay, who could outsmart whom. And I was really, really impressed with how Kyle Shanahan, there was one moment where I think they thought we were going to give the ball to George Kittle and we used Debo Samuel kind of as a running back a little bit where he started um, kind of in the backfield and then end up running the, I mean, pulverize them. They could not stop that running game to save a life. I was just like, listen, let give that man the ball and let him go. And because of that, I, I won my fantasy football match because of Debo Samuel. So shout out to number 19, 19 problems. Winning in this case isn't one of them. Shout out to Debo Samuel. Um, I hope he's a fan of the podcast or at least listen to it once. All right, getting over to Matthew Stafford, though, who actually threw more yards than Jimmy G. Threw for 243 yards, one touchdown, but he threw two interceptions. And you know my rule here when I talk about American football, for some, I have some, you know, listeners overseas, some here in the United States, of course. When I'm talking about capitalizing off of the mistakes of the quarterback from the offense, that's what the 49ers did. For every interception, which was only two, we scored on, I think, almost both of them, or at least almost like both of them. We scored on one and then really gained some yardage on the second one. And like, there was one. <laughs> Hold on, let me before I get, I'm laughing because it's funny. It's funny to me. I don't know if you'll find it funny, but I'm gonna get to it in a second. I hate laughing before I tell what I'm about to say. But so you have Matthew Stafford through for 243 yards. Those two interceptions really hurt the Rams offense deeply because the 49ers defense was on a whole nother level. This is like a totally new defense. It's like we went out to like the colleges, the, you know, the, you know, extra students playing in the field. And it was like, yo, do you want to play some football? Because we got some room on our team. That's kind of how it was. Yeah, Cooper Cup had 122 yards, zero touchdowns. And OBJ, I know y'all were waiting for me to get to this person. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., if you don't know. I, I say OBJ just like everybody else. 
Um, he had 18 yards and zero touchdowns. They activated him immediately. He had no rest. Um, I don't even know if he studied the playbook. I, I have no idea. But the chemistry, of course, is not yet there because you have to really learn your wide receivers and your wide receivers need to learn you. And him and Matthew Stafford do not have that chemistry quite yet. I don't know if they'll get it, but if they they will, they need more time. Um, Because it just seemed like at one point, and this is why I was laughing, Matthew Stafford put all his weight on his back leg and was like, F it, OBJ's out there somewhere and just throws the ball and just throws it. I mean, with all his might. And on a defensive end, last name, his name's Ford, picked it off. It Actually, OBJ was nowhere in sight. He wasn't even near. All OBJ could do was just, you know, two-hand touch Ford so he couldn't run with the ball. And it was like picked off. Welcome back, Ford. He was one of our number one, you know, cornerbacks, um, you know, as well on the um, defensive side for the 49ers. And he came back and showed out. I just thought it was quite funny that Matthew Stafford, all this weight on his back leg and throws the ball down and like, F it, OBJ's got to be down there somewhere. And he wasn't. Um, So <laughs> that was that game. The 49ers never let up. I'm really proud of them. Actually, I will say this. This is the best game I've seen Jimmy G play since Jimmy G started for the 49ers. The best. I'm not kidding. I don't have a lot of people who disagree with me. I'm not a hater. I was on Twitter and they were like, how many of y'all 49ers bandwagoners are back? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I never left. I was here when we were losing like every game. Okay. Y'all remember that that season? That was like season one of not your average cheerleader. And I felt bad for our team because we have great weapons. It was good to have George Kittle back. I don't know about you, but when everybody's healthy, the chemistry of that team is amazing. So I, you got to play physical football. That's the football I want to see. I want to see the physical football. Tackling, flipping, like lined up. They got the look in their eye like we're about to rip these guys to shreds. And that's exactly how that secondary on the 49ers look. Shout out to Kyle Shanahan. If we could play like that for the rest of the season, I'll be content with how we end the season. But moving on to our second topic, you have the surprising defeats. I I really wanted to talk about the games we thought certain teams were going to win and they lost. And the game that we thought there was going to be a winner and they tied. You know, it's like, you know, in the class where there are no losers and everybody gets a certificate. That's kind of how this was. The Dolphins beat the Ravens 22 to 10. Lamar Jackson threw for 238 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, he actually was leading in rushing yards with 39. And versus Tua, who I thought wasn't playing. I thought he was still injured. I was wrong. Tua was out there, threw for 158 yards. And he had zero touchdowns. It was really the defense of the Miami Dolphins that stepped up and shut down the Ravens, including capitalizing off that interception. Again, here we go. If the quarterback is throwing interceptions, what is your defense doing to capitalize off of that? Again, if two hands touch that ball, you should be catching it. And I even saw that in the 49ers game. They were itching for an interception because those guys just every time almost touched it, almost came down with it. Remember, Brandy said almost don't count. Make sure y'all catch that ball, capitalize off those interceptions, and turn it into a win. And that's exactly what the Miami Dolphins did here. I couldn't even explain to you what really went wrong. I was actually just as shocked as you all probably were that the Dolphins beat the Ravens. I literally thought Tua was injured. Didn't he have like a rib injury or something like that? Listen, I I just keep up with what I can. Cowboys, they just destroyed 
like destruction. Destroyed the Falcons. Good grief. 43 to 3. They just kept scoring over and over and over and over again. Just score after score after score after score and wouldn't let up. And let me tell you, Matt Ryan, he threw, what was it, two interceptions with only 117 yards. And the Cowboys defense probably capitalized off of that, too, on top of Dak Prescott. Just like, we're going to take the ball from you. Remember little Giants, a little speech he gave into the microphone? And he was like, doesn't matter what you do. We're going to take the ball from you on the um on the defensive side, interceptions, and we're going to ram it back down your throat. And then on top of that, on the offensive side, we're going to snap the ball. We're going to hand it off to Ezekiel Elliott, or we're going to have, you know, uh, CD Lamb or whoever else, um, Amari Cooper out there, and we're still going to ram the ball back down your throat. So, I mean, they were just getting really, like, intense as far as that goes with that game. That's just destruction. That's embarrassing. Um, Lions and the Steelers. Tie 16 to 16, y'all. Now, as you know, Big Ben was not playing. Um, it was Mason Rudolph who was in for Big Ben. And he did a decent job through for 242 yards, one touchdown, one interception. And I think the Lions went into this game and said, you can't be 0 and 17 if you tie a game. And I mean, Jared Goff. He was having his moments. There's like a few snaps where you look at Jared Goff and it's like, wow, he really can't be a good quarterback. And then you look at a few more snaps and you're like, never mind, I take that back. I see why Sean McVay kind of got rid of him. He's really like back and forth. Like we don't know what we want to do. And that's kind of how that game was played. I honestly think the Lions could have won that game. I don't see why that game was tied. They had every opportunity, especially after your defense went out there and did the work for you. Jared Goff, and then you mess up, can't get the person open, throwing it, ain't nobody back there, and you're throwing it all the way toward, are you throwing it to a fan? I don't know what you're doing. Like, are you throwing it to a fan? Did you want the fan to, like, get, you know, suited up and come out there and play with you? I I just need to know. I'm asking for a friend. That's my two cents. I don't really know, per se, what the goal was there, but hey, Lions, they they got a dub. So, I mean... They're not going to be 0-17, bless their hearts. Um, Shout out to the Lions fans out there. I hope y'all feel good about this. Y'all played a decent game. You could have won, but you played a decent game. Um, So that's the surprising defeat in my opinion. Um, I will say one cool note is that, you know, I'm a big fan of the show Hard Knots. Shout out to HBO for this amazing show. They're coming back first time ever where they're actually going behind the doors into the stadium, into the the offices and the locker rooms during the season. And they are doing that for the Indianapolis Colts. So get prepared to watch it. I believe it premieres this month, if I'm not mistaken, on HBO. No, I am not sponsored or anything. I'm just a huge fan of that show. Um, so if you get a chance to take a look, we watched it over the summer um, with the Cowboys. I talked a little bit about that at the beginning of the season. Now we're actually going to be able to see a team go through it during the season, which is really cool. So I'm looking forward to watching a few of those episodes and sharing some cool highlights that I've learned here. Also to kind of just get a glimpse of Carson Wentz. I'm not even going to lie. I just need to hear him talk for a second. You know, I don't like that guy. I'm not really a big fan. He's not a great football player to me, but I'm just curious. You know how I felt about Dak Prescott, how I felt about Ezekiel Elliott, and all that was removed when I watched Hard Knocks. And I was like, oh, they're just goofy people who are afraid of mascots because they don't know who's under the helmet. That's neither here nor there. 
So let's get into our final number three topic. Cam Newton is back. Ladies and gentlemen, Cam Newton over the week, um, along with the announcement of OBJ signing with the LA Rams, Cam Newton signed back with the Carolina Panthers. I know what you're thinking. Do I go back to a place that fired me on my day off via text message? I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what happened. Um, <laughs> I was just as shocked as you were. I was like, oh, you went back to the team that fired you while you were in the locker room, not the locker room, but the gym, just training, getting healthy. I guess when your contract, I think it's somewhere around, someone said 4.5. I heard 7 mil, a one-year contract. Either way, it's more than what he was getting paid for the Patriots. I do know that much. And let me tell you, I would sign back too if I was going to get a check. So at the end of the day, um, Cam Newton is back. They defeated, the Panthers defeated the Cardinals 34 to 10. I know my mom's going to be excited because she has her Cam Newton jersey with the one on it. And she was like, you know, I love the Carolina Panthers. I was like, mom, you love like six teams. But bless her heart. I love her. She loves watching the games, but she gets so loud and starts yelling at the TV. And it's absolutely fun to watch with my family to watch football. And I know she's going to be hyped. Cam Newton is back. So shout out to Cam Newton for coming back to the Panthers, defeating the Cardinals. Kyler Murray Murray is still out, still has his ankle injury. Um, There are rumors or there's a possibility, I won't say rumors, there's um, talk or discussion that he could possibly start this Sunday. I know today is um, a little latter in the week, um, but if you're listening to this as soon as it posts, then you will know what changes you need to make to your fantasy football lineup. Keep an eye on him. Um, But you have the backup in there and the Panthers just destroyed them between Philip Walkie, who actually started, um, he threw 167 yards, one interception, and then originally they took out Phillip, put in Cam Newton, who, let me say this much, okay? So uh, immediately they took out Phillip. You see Cam Newton come in and announcers like, oh, Cam Newton's starting, he's starting. And we're like, okay, now our attention's really on the TV. He threw for eight yards and rushed one touchdown, which to be fair is exactly what he did when he started for the Patriots and exactly what he's used to doing when he originally did pay for the Panthers. I'm not going to overhype up Cam Newton right now. Welcome back. Glad that you got, you know, your job, you're back to where you probably wanted to finish. I don't know your life, but to be fair, he, I mean, he did nothing special. As soon as he scored a touchdown, he in the camera, I'm back. Like that's what he was yelling. And I was like, that's great. But you threw for eight yards. Like, we never had an issue, Cam, with you running the ball. We always knew that he was capable of doing that. The issue we have is you accurately throwing the ball. That's the problem with Cam Newton. So don't go rush and draft him as a backup quarterback just yet. I'm telling you, watch him. It's right now. Um, There's talks that he could start this week. I don't know why you would. This Phillip guy, yeah, he threw for one interception. Cam Newton didn't throw any interceptions, but you can't when you only throw for eight yards. So, I mean, to be fair, I would stick if I had if I was a head coach, I would stick with Phillip and use Cam as a backup when we have those plays where we needed to be more physical and have the quarterback be prepared to run the ball. That's what I would do, because that's what Cam Newton's good at doing. But if I need a little bit better accuracy, I'm going to use Phillip. But that's just me. It's whatever. They were in need of a quarterback, so they got desperate. Christian McCaffrey is back. Rushed for 95 yards. Chuba Hubbard, hope I said that right, um, Hubbard scored a touchdown. So that's where one of their touchdowns came from. So again, they were really focused on the running game for the Carolina Panthers. It wasn't even a heavy passing game 
like so, if you will. So that's just my two cents. Keep an eye on that. You know, I also like to get fantasy football tips while I'm sitting here to the best of my ability because I'm still in the game for right now. Right now, I'm projected to lose again this weekend. We'll see. Um, am I upset about the Bucks losing to the Washington football team? I was there at that game. Um, I got some really great video of the GOAT. Got to see him in action. His form is amazing. Tom Brady's form when he get ready when he gets ready to throw the ball, it's just beautiful to watch. Some of the best form I've seen. You can tell he really works on that. Um, it's really good. Too bad they lost. So at the end of the day, um, I, I hope that Tom Brady and the Bucks ball out um better. I don't know what it is about cold weather for them. They just can't do it. Um, unless they're playing against Green Bay. So instead of doing uh, game predictions for this week, I'm going to switch and we're going to start looking at the playoff picture because we're there. This is week 11 that we're going into. Um, we're getting to the last like seven games. So honestly, some winners are going to turn into losers. Some losers, losers are going to turn into winners and some are going to turn into playoff contenders. So let's go ahead and take a look. If we're just talking about the AFC and NFC, Right now in the AFC, Titans are the number one seed. NFC, Green Bay is the number one seed. On the AFC, you got a few looking at the wild card spots. You got the Chargers, who are the number seven seed, versus like the Bills, who are the number two seed. Patriots, who are in the number six seed, who had a really great weekend last weekend. Good game. Mac Jones played really well versus the Ravens, who have a number three seed. Steelers, who are a number five seed versus Kansas City, who has a number four seed. And the game is that you're going to want to watch this Sunday. You know, I love to highlight games. And I've, I've gotten like maybe two out of four. I'm 50-50. Um, the highlight game, in my opinion, is going to be Cowboys versus Kansas City. Kansas City had a dynamite game against the Raiders last weekend. Um, we actually finally saw Travis Kelsey get all the targets he's normally used to getting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they play against the Cowboys, who also had a dynamite game. Both these teams, uh, Kansas City is starting to get their rhythm back. Cowboys have had a rhythm, a rhythm excuse me. And it's going to be interesting to see those two face off. So if you want a game that you're really going to stick to watch, I think it comes on at 425 p.m. Eastern. Watch that game. I have a feeling it's going to be really, really good. It's going to be a showdown for sure. If we're looking at the wild card for the NFC, you have the Panthers on the number seven seed versus the Cardinals that are still the number two seed. The Saints on the number six seed versus the Cowboys who are the number three seed. And the L.A. Rams are the number five seed versus the Bucks, who are the number four seed. Um, is my team in here? No. Is your team in here is the question. Is your team on the wild card hunt or is your team number one right now? You're probably feeling good about yourself if you heard their name. Um, let's see how they ball out these next seven games. I can't tell you what to look forward to. I hope the 49ers beat the Jaguars. These It's these low teams that be creeping up. I'm telling you right now, they'll shock everybody with whatever's about to happen next. But stay with Not Your Average Cheerleader. You know, I always have the news, the highlights, the updates. Um, we have a few questionables that are supposed to be playing. Alvin Kamara hopefully is back um, this week. He was out last week with a knee sprain from what I've read and what I've researched. Um, there's a rumor he'll probably, or talk, sorry, not rumor, talk that he'll be back possibly this week. Keep an eye on that if you're using him for your fantasy football or if you're a huge Saints fan and you just want your weapons back. Um, so again, I am going to keep reporting even through to the playoffs, through to the Super Bowl. You know that's how we do here on Not Your Average Cheerleader. Thank you again for, um. I think we're almost close to 4,000 downloads. We're hitting over 1,000 a month, and it's all because of you listening to me talk about football for about 25 to 27 minutes, give or take. 
Thank you so much. I love and appreciate every last one of you. And I want to hear from you. So don't forget, if you love this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you for a 4.8 out of 5 star rating. I appreciate all of you. And keep following me. At the end of the day, that's that's how we're going to have fun. And go to www.notyouraveragecheerleader.com for more. Bye.